Hi, everybody. Um, today, it's just me, Suzanne. Saji had something really important to do. And so it's just me. So <laughs> my apologies in advance. Um, I guess I'll do the disclaimer for myself. So the views and opinion, my views and opinions are my own views and opinions and in no way reflect the views and opinions of uh, the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. So today uh, we're going to talk about session seven. I can't believe it's seven sessions. And this one is all about examining the skin. So for most people, this session will occur next week, the week of 11 November. And uh, just to give everyone a heads up, the next, the following session after next week's will be session eight. Uh, students will be examining the heart. Um, and this will occur in that first week of December. So um, there is no phase one LIC during the week of Thanksgiving. I uh, just want to say thank you uh, to preceptors for helping your student prepare for their panel patient. There's been a lot of great questions and interest in this, and, and I'm so happy to hear about it. Um, the student will be required to enroll at least one patient to their panel by session 10, which is the week of 13 January. So if you're if you haven't had a chance to talk with your student about a good panel patient or if they're not really talking with you about it, it'd be great to prompt them a bit. So we only have a few sessions left until it's time to enroll someone. Um, if you're a JPS provider, then you likely got an email over the weekend about medical student documentation. I just want to highlight here that that policy only applies to second year medical students and above. So it's great to know about for next year, but the notes that your medical student is generating in Epic, they get dumped when the note is processed for billing. They're not considered a part of the, of the chart. So they're just purely uh, there for your student to practice and for you to review, but they are not uh, considered part of the the, the chart and there's no need to attest them because they are wiped from the system when the when your note is um, processed for billing. Um, I just want to take a moment to make a pitch uh, for thinking about how to facilitate active learning for your medical students. So by hopefully by now session seven for most you've had a chance to get to know your learner um, and 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 hopefully there's a there's a a, a teamwork partnership element occurring here um, where you're helping them apply the skills that they're learning in their clinical skills course. Um, so if you still have this, this funny shadowy lurking shadow feeling, I want to say Halloween is over and it's time to banish the shadow. Okay. Let's say, let's say hello to your active learner. So um, I really challenge you to, to think about how um, the student can become more engaged um, with the patient and patient care. Because um, I'll talk about this later, but we we just came back from a big LIC conference and, you know, they talked a lot. There's good data now that, you know, the student involvement and engagement with your patient it really enhances patient care. Um, so, you know, getting them engaged and activated instead of passively shadowing, you know, uh, thinking about the the learner in terms of that O-rhyme model, you know, we definitely want to move them swiftly out of observer, and now they're getting into a solid reporter. You know, we want them to be a good 
reporter. And really by the end of the year, nicely, you know, just starting to interpret, you know, some will probably be ahead of the game there, but definitely they need to be moving out of the observer seat and into the reporter seat pronto. Okay. I'll get off my soapbox now and we'll get into um, the session objectives for the student. So number one, we'd like for the student, this is what you'll see on Skills Eval, to demonstrate the ability to perform an examination of the skin and describe any findings using standardized terminology during oral case presentations. Whew. So that's a that's a kind of a two for there. Um, we want them to um, examine the skin and then present their findings to you. And it's just the basics, you know, in order to diagnose a skin lesion, you must be able to describe it. So um, the students are thinking about this in terms of primary morphology. Is this a papule or is it a nodule? What makes it different? Is this a macule or is it a patch? You know, things like that. Um, and then moving on to what's the color? What's the size? Let's measure it. How do you measure um, what's the distribution? Um, what's the secondary morphology? Are there things like associated fissure or um, crusting or um, other things? So um, if you have the opportunity to think about the skin, even, even if it's for a new patient um, visit or a well visit and, you know, you just happen to incidentally find, see a a um, hyperpigmented three millimeter well circumscribed or well demarcated macule on somebody's arm, it's a good opportunity to, to describe something. So um, I hope that um, you're able to have some nice uh, skin finding discussions. Um, so number two would be discussing your review of systems for dermatologic con concern. So of course, we all know that, you know, uh, what's on the skin can sometimes signal systemic disease. So just talk about how you query or consider those things. And then finally, um, it's never going away. So they will be documenting again. So document complete history vitals. Um, now they can have some words for um, a general impression. And then any skin findings um, in a clinical note per site protocol. And of course, as always, they write something down please review it. If you're not able to review it at your end of session debrief, no problem. You know, just as long as you're um, then whatever rhythm or pattern works for you, then you review at the end and then you can lead off with, you know, hey, oh yeah, I had a chance to review your note and, you know, this is what I saw. And the more specific, you know, uh, about the feedback, the better. So like, for instance, sometimes I, I, they had an assignment for me where they I wanted to check how's it going with their ability to write a chief concern and history present illness. And I noticed that some of them were kind of describing what you do, like, you know, in, in the history present illness, they were reporting. And now my preceptor is going is is going to examine the heart or something like that. And I, you know, and I just let them know I that's great that they're observing what you're doing, but I'm not interested in their reporting of what you're doing. I want them to tell the patient's story in the subjective, um, to put some personal and emotional context of their symptoms, to describe the cardinal features of their concerns. Um, you get the picture, the subjective. So, um, so I, you know, I, I would love to have some help in giving the feedback for their clinical documentation. Okie doke. Um, so now we'll move on to things that um, we think you can do to maybe help the student achieve success for these objectives. And so number one would be, you know, in, in the huddle, 
talk about what you do to examine the skin. You know, um, do you ensure there's adequate light? How do you measure and magnify lesions? If you want to geek out on lesions like I do, maybe you grab your dermatoscope. Hey, and if you ever want to talk dermoscopy in primary care, I'd, I'd love to do it. Um, I think it's underutilized and, and fun to do. Um, and then um, also talk about, you know, if you have the ability to take um, pictures and include them in the EMR, you know, modeling that behavior, I think is cool. Um, so like for Epic, do you haiku, you know, that kind of thing. Um, definitely want you to hear and assess at least one um, oral presentation of the story the vitals, the general impression, and skin exam. And then finally, I want you to review and assess student documentation of the patient's story, vitals, general impression, um, and skin exam for at least one patient in a clinical note per site protocol. All righty, so that's that's basically it. If you want to check out, um, I want to. I'll I'll tell you there are some nice, I'll send an email. There are a few optional resources to prepare. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Stanford 25. They have very nice clinical skills types of information and videos. I, I like their general dermatology exam uh, portion and they have two embedded videos that in total are about 11 minutes and are a really nice review. Um, and then if time is short, I'll also give you a link to just a PDF and all, and all this is open, open access, open source, no username or login needed. Um, there's a nice uh, skin lesion reference guide. So if you just want a primer on, um, you know, a refresher, that's, that's a concise one to look at. And then the students in their pre-work got this um, British Association of Dermatologists um, handbook, um, also known as a, the most excellent uh, acronym for a, a medical organization ever, BAD. <laughs> so those BAD guys um, put out some nice information um, for students. And they also um, put out an app, um, an app produced by BAD um, called uh, Medical Student um, Dermatology. And um, this is, it's very basic. I downloaded it and checked it out. I, I don't think it's really clinically useful for the clinician, but I, I think it's it would be pretty nice for a student to look at. There are um, other lots of other resources to look at lesions. I, I like DermNet. Um, I think it's from New Zealand and that's free online. You can get it, look at it anywhere, anytime. Um, so those are some optional resources to prepare. So that's about 10 minutes. If you want to turn it off, shut me off right now, go ahead. I'm just going to spend the last few minutes um, just talking a little bit about LAC um, uh, and um, maybe future opportunities for scholarship and kind of collaboration and thinking about LAC. Our cohort uh, from the School of Medicine, we, we, we went to a conference in Vancouver called CLIC or the Consortium of Longitudinal Integrated Clerkships. It's this big conference. It was in Canada Vancouver this year, and it was entirely focused on LIC. And, um, you know, a, a big thing that I got out of this was that although lots of people have been doing LIC for a long time, all over the world, really, I think we're really unique in that because of the scale, because we have 60 students who will be, um, who are currently with you, and then we'll be moving on to essentially a, a parallel streaming model um, of LIC where, you know, their, their weeks will be multidisciplinary. So they'll have this opportunity to see 
um, common things and, and uncommon things across disciplines. Um, it's just very powerful. So the thing that I took away from going to this conference where lots of people have been doing it a long time and also a little bit of time like us is that most are are offering um, most are offering LIC to a portion of their students. It's not the entire class. And so the number, the number scale is kind of small. And, and here we are, we're offering it to the entire class of 60 people. It's a, it's a lot of people. So I think we have some unique challenges, but also unique opportunities in terms of scale. Um, um, there are right currently the only other medical students doing its entire cohort is um, the Elson Floyd Medical School in Spokane, Washington. So they're affiliated with Washington State University. And their um, medical school has been open for, this is now their third year. So their first two years are, I think, sounds like kind of traditional two years of basic science. And their third year students are now entering into this parallel streaming kind of longitudinal integrated clerkship experience. Um, and then next year, we'll be joined by Kaiser Permanente um, School of Medicine in Los Angeles. So I just want to let that sink in. So it's the Kaiser Permanente School of Medicine. So it is it is a school of medicine opened by a health system. So that's, I think that's fascinating. There is no university affiliation for them. And I think they're having roughly 50 students. Oh, their tuition, by the way, is paid for for the next five years, I guess, Um but uh, their curriculum, their model is very similar to ours. They describe their curriculum in terms of three phases like us. There'll be a phase one LIC course just like ours um, are pretty similar. So I think it's exciting and also kind of telling that the winds are shifting a bit or, or that there's, again, lots of room for um, innovation in medical education. And, um, and, you know, more and more are doing this LIC model. Um, Another interesting thing that I learned about that I, that I was just um, woefully ignorant of is that the Texas A&M um, Medical School has been offering an LIC to um, for um, a, about twenty of its third-year medical students in Bryan College Station for over a decade. So that's that's pretty cool. So there's a, some experience in Texas around LIC, and then locally or not not too far away. In New Orleans, there's an Oxner um, clinical school, and they are affiliated with Queensland Medical School in Brisbane, Australia. And so their students in this Australian medical school do their first two years of basic science in Brisbane, and then they come over to New Orleans, and I think are really distributed probably all over Louisiana. I think Oxner is a big system, but um, they have been um, tasked to convert all of their traditional block-like clerkships to LAC, like us. And uh, my eyes got really big and bulgy when he told me, when the gentleman I was talking to told me um, that the plan, you know, this plan to convert soon. Um, and then he said, but they're scaling down to 80 and still my eyes remain big and bulgy because that's quite a challenge, I think, to make it happen. So I, I say all this to let you know that I think there's an opportunity for some, you know, regional collaboration for sure with these programs. The the next Click conference will be in uh, South Africa next year, but you know, I'm hoping you know there will be some opportunities, kind of more more locally for us to put our heads together and collaborate. So finally, just want to say, you know, if you're if you're intrigued by this, or you, you know, you want to describe what you're doing as a preceptor and present, or if you want to talk about 
clinical questions, or if you're interested in a particular outcome, you know, let let me know. I think we're we're definitely um, interested in this stuff. Interested in, um, I think it's fun to think about this stuff, and and then to to present is also pretty fun. So we'd love to collaborate with you on future projects. Um, Saji and I presented our early experiences with Skills of Out. And, um, you know, and from this, like, um, when, when we developed skills about, we had, I, our, a hypothesis of mine was that it would be more learner driven. It would facilitate like, um, one minute learner huddle and it would be learner driven. And that just, I don't think that's really the case. I don't think students are really engaging with skills about you are the preceptor group is, and that's amazing and awesome and also kind of unexpected. Um, but I'm thinking, well, let's turn on some buttons for students so they can self-assess, you know, because I think this sort of self-regulated learn learning, um, I think, is, is um, interesting. And, and, you know, really not having been on the receiving end of a lot of um, <laughs> uh, self-directed or inquiry-based kind of curricula <laughs> in my life anyway. I think it's it's nice to open my eyes and think about some different things. So that I'm so I'm interested in kind of pursuing, you know, how does the self-assessment of a student in terms of clinical skills correspond with preceptor assessment? Um, so stuff like that I'm interested in and would love to collaborate with you um, on your projects as well. Um, and you know what? Also, if, if you're like, I'm a busy clinician, I just don't have time for this stuff. I, I definitely hear you. Um, but I, I think that, you know, part of this stuff is, is the fun stuff, you know? And um, if you find you're, you just have even a little inkling of an interest, I you know, let us know. Because I think um, sometimes even when you're getting crushed by all your clinical obligations, um, maybe creating a little bit of something that's interesting to you may help may help uh, you know pull you out of the the darkness <laughs> and into the light. Huh? So okay, I think that's enough here. Spent a lot of time talking. I didn't know I would talk this long so fast and continuously. So my apologies for my poor presentation skills. Um, I do really miss my um, usual partner in crime, Saji. I hope all is going awesome sending good vibes and I will talk to you all soon. I think um, there will be probably be a special edition coming up that talks about um, how to build and maintain healthy professional relationships in our LIC. So coming soon, there will be a special edition of that. And of course, email. If you guys have other ideas about how to communicate you know, I, I think it's hard for people to get to meetings and stuff. And email is so one-sided. And, and you know, a lot of email is gross. I really, I hate email. I mean, I'm, I'm I just, I hate email. And yet I'm so guilty of sending one of these horrible emails to you. So my apologies in advance for all the email. But I just, I can't think of any other way to get this information out. Unless we just blow up this whole course, like don't make it like one um, Penn State's third year cohort of LACers um, doesn't have any goals and objectives and just they go to a clinic, they look at a case, they decide, you know, is this interesting? There's a uh, there's a bit of behind the scenes faculty facilitation and um, it's all self-regulated learning because I guess in the end, that's what it's going to be about, right? You know? 
We're going to give them some tools and they're going to get out there and then it's going to be on them to, to keep it current, right? So anyway, thanks everyone and I'll catch you next time, hopefully with Saji. All right, bye.